Hello and welcome to the North Pine Podcast. I am your host today, Luke Fleck. I'm the CEO of North Pine Creative. And today is with me, uh, Benjamin. I love your name. It's such a cool name. Benjamin Clements. He is our CMO at North Pine Creative. And we are going to be talking today about making your website work for you. Um, it's really an important topic, you know, Everything is so digital now, it's important to have a presence on the internet, but more than that, it's important to optimize it for what you need. So I'm excited. Uh, ben is our expert on this topic. Um, I love having conversations with him about this topic, and um, I'm ready to dive right in. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing all right. I'm looking forward to talking about websites. Oh, let's get into it. Now, you are, you're a web developer, is that correct? A uh, developer usually refers to the people building the website applications. I perform web designer. I play with the applications the web developers have built. Fantastic. All right. Good to know. Always good to have that clarification in there. Um, so let's jump right in here uh, to our first question that I got for you. Um, what value does a website have to a business? Yeah, websites are often thought of as being like the must-have for a business in the 21st century, which is kind of true. It's not as true as people want to think it is. So it's part of the pie. You need a social media to back it up. You need strong customer service when you're actually interacting with your clients. Uh, you also need a good website to go with it, uh, depending on the type of business you have. But you don't want to make the mistake of thinking that it's everything, that if I just make a really big website, then my website, then my company is going to grow. That's not true. And a lot of people will build a website to their dismay, and they don't see the business growth. And that either it means they didn't build the website correctly, they're not using it the right way, or they haven't developed various aspects of it the way they needed to, or it's not as important to their line of business as they think it is. Interesting. I that's huh fascinating. So, who would you say is kind of like they should have a website like right away if they don't already? Like, who, what kind of industries and what kind of businesses would you say are the ones that like need it today if they don't have one? Yeah, if you're selling anything, have a website. People who will visit your your storefront will like your product, they might look you up, and if you've got no means of selling your product online, then you're, you're telling people who don't want to return to your geographical location that they can't continue to buy your product. So if you're selling physical items, you should have a website that you can sell those items on. Now, on the flip side, people who shouldn't have a website. Uh, basic services uh, that uh, handymen can do and offer uh, don't, need, don't really need a website. Uh, there's actually uh, something known uh, called Google Ads incorporates Google phone ads where if I Google something like I need a plumber, Joe the plumber just pops right up and I just click on it and it dials your number. I don't need uh, a website to sell that product or that service. So certain ways of being found on the website or on, on the internet are overlooked uh, by people who think the website is what everybody wants. A website's not necessarily what everybody wants. Sometimes it's it's something on the on the internet like a Google Ads for phone where I just generate phone leads and people just call me directly and I set up my time to go uh, 
perform my service for them, that can be just as important. Uh, but to answer your question, who else needs websites? Uh, more uh, detailed services like lawyers need some type of website that details their expertise and how to best engage with them. Uh, Non-for-profit websites need websites that detail what they're about and the causes that they're for. Uh, but some companies need to experiment with other ways of being found on the internet before they spend all the money that is necessary to get a website, especially if they don't know how to build it themselves. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you on that. And to clarify, when you mean smaller businesses like Handyman, are you talking about like those companies where it's just like two or three people on a team and they're kind of going around doing jobs together? Are you referring to those kind of those people um, or those businesses? Or are you referring to the ones where they offer multiple different uh, service lines and have, you know, anywhere from five to 25 employees? Or more. Yeah, if you've got like the second company you mentioned with five to twenty, you know, twenty-five employees, a couple of those people should be admins that are there to answer the phone and respond to emails. There, a website makes a lot more sense. But if it's just you and you're you're working all the time and you're your own secretary, it makes a little more sense for people just to reach out to you directly. Um, you can have a website, but if you did have a website, I wouldn't go big. I would develop uh, one nice page that detailed your service and easy ways to contact you via phone or email or text. Gotcha. So it's where you don't want to dump a whole bunch of money into it. You know, you should have something small, but it's not, shouldn't be, you know, something that you put three, $4,000 in <laughs> and then it just sits there and it's, it's not really doing a whole lot for you. That, that absolutely, I, I totally understand that. That makes sense. Um, so moving into my next question here, um, is, is it important to determine the purpose or the goal of your website? And, you know, this kind of leads right into what we were previously talking about, about who should have a website and you don't want to just have one and it's not doing anything for you. So what do you think? Um, is it important to determine the uh, purpose or the goal of the website? Yeah, absolutely. So with every business, you should already have goals and a mission statement or a purpose statement of some kind that guides you as you decide what you want to do and what you don't want to do. So the purpose of your website isn't necessarily something that's going to be customer facing. It's something that you use to think about what's on your website and what's not on your website. So it points you in a direction. And when going in one direction, you're always going away from something else. So you're going towards the purpose of your website. So what you don't want on your website, and Luke, we talked about this in our last podcast about social media, you don't just throw everything on your website. You don't put everything in your menu at the top of your website. You don't put links to uh, personal information or personal opinions or personal content uh, that has nothing to do with your business, that has nothing to do with your services, unless, of course, uh, your personal lifestyle and your business are more intertwined. Uh, so you don't want everything on your website. Uh, you want what's specifically about the service or product you're offering, and you want to keep people's attention on that. So the purpose statement will also guide how you build your website. So not every page uh, you want to be your first page. Not every page you want to work the same way every other page works. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about this later on in the podcast, but your mission statement helps you decide what you want, but also what you don't want. Mm. I, I like what you said there about, you know, deciding what you don't want, because it can really feel like there's all these different things that you can do with your website. 
and like how do you pick and choose and i think that you know sometimes there's a lot of uh, companies that just decide to do all of it at once and they don't have the bandwidth for it or it's something that it like you said isn't necessarily important to them so interesting awesome that's fantastic so then um moving on to what are the key elements um, on how you grade a website, right? So we kind of talked about the purpose and the goal of it. So what would be some of the ways if if you were looking at a website, right? Um, how would you how would you determine if it was good or bad? Yeah, first thing would be a readability. Some people think that they're being clever in the fonts and the colors that they're choosing for their the, their type and the word on the website, and it's not always readable to everybody. You know, you, you got to pick your, you got to know your audience. And if your audience is broad, you, you're going to encompass people who might not have good eyesight or might not have the device that you're thinking of when you're creating the website. And it's hard to read. Now, it can, your words can be too small or too faint. They can also be way too big. So it, are the words that I'm meant to read on the website clear? And are they concise? Do they tell me what I need to know and nothing more? You don't want too long, didn't read. I'm not coming to your website to read a blog or a life story. I'm here to learn about the services and the products, and that's that. That's why I'm here at your website. Second thing would be is that I don't want a website that's too busy. Just because you have a, a page doesn't mean you need to throw everything on it. You don't need multiple pictures and multiple uh, little devices and apps that are plugged into your website. So. If you're going to put a live feed of your Facebook page on your website and you haven't posted in the last three months, that's just busy that doesn't need to be there. That's just content that doesn't need to be there. And I've seen somewhere, yeah, there's links or uh, content on there that's distracting from the main purpose. And now I'm as the user or the reader, I'm going through it trying to filter out what what is it that I don't need to interact with because I want to get to the why I'm here on this page. So don't just throw stuff on there and think that, oh, I'm just giving them everything. You just want to give them what they need and what they want. And the third thing I would point out is what's called the fold. This is something that uh, is a little pet peeve of mine. The fold is the whatever you see when you first land on the page without scrolling down. So that means the fold is different in size for every device, a bigger screen uh, computer will have a big fold, a, a cell phone will have a smaller fold. That first thing you see when you land on the page, a lot of people throw a big graphic or a video or something on that fold and they it's distracting or it's in the way and I got to get around it, I got to get past it, or it's only half of a picture. They didn't think about aspect ratio and how it interact with different devices. And when I load the same page on my cell phone, I only get a quarter of the picture and I have no idea what I'm looking at. Then I got to scroll past it because they didn't build the fold right. They didn't think about the various devices that would need to use it. So that first little bit that you land on needs to be designed for all devices. Your whole website should be designed for all devices. But that is the most important. That's where the first those first impressions are coming from. So statistically speaking, you have five, I believe, milliseconds to convince someone that, to, to like your website. Within five milliseconds, they've decided whether they like or don't like your website. So if you didn't build your fold right, you, you've lost them or you've already begun to lose them. So that first thing that people see is important. A fifth thing would be, uh, is it mobile friendly? I've already mentioned multiple devices. 
Does your website work on your cell phone? If it doesn't work on your cell phone, then you, it shouldn't even be live. You need to get your cell phone worked out. Back in 2018, statistically speaking, uh, 68% of retail website visits were from cell phones. Holy 68%. Cow. Back in 2018 alone. So now we're in 2020, going into 2021, and cell phones are dominating the market. Cell phones and personal tablets and smaller laptops dominate. And if you build your website from your home iMac that's got this massive screen and it looks beautiful there but then you pull it up on your phone and it's it's so difficult to navigate you're, you're going to lose a lot of your clientele so that that's how i would rank uh, i guess a fifth thing i would throw in is, is will it load so words load pretty easy pictures aren't usually too bad but videos a lot of Cool websites these days want videos behind everything and you see other companies doing that and you want to kind of do it too well they're paying for certain services that make that video load fast and make it work and of course it depends on what the user's internet is wherever they're at whether they've got Wi-Fi or great data and 5G or what uh, but given basic internet access will your website load so if your website doesn't load in 0.05 seconds at five milliseconds again you've already begun to lose them so you want the yeah, content they've tapped the link they they want to see the content they don't want to wait for a video to load a few months ago i saw that a, a website i had visited before it updated and i went to this page i'm looking at it and i'm reading the content and it was several seconds into me reading the page all of a sudden the picture at the top starts moving the whole time it was a video that just hadn't loaded. I thought it was just a picture. It was it was it was a good quality image that it had stuck on. That I guess at the beginning, and little things like that. Of course, the way it worked out for that company is I didn't really have a negative experience. But if it's a video and it's someone's face frozen mid word, that's a bad experience. So does your website load? So what do you think then about carousels? Um, with your last point there about videos. Um, so I know that it, this was a very big popular thing for a time, having carousels go by on a website. And I know there's some accessibility issues that have kind of been coming up with that for, um, you know, disabilities and making websites more accessible. So what do you think about carousels in general? Is it something you should use, not use? What do you think? For those who don't know what a carousel is, it's where images are, are on your website and then it'll swipe away and a new one will replace it. So... Again, be mobile friendly. Most apps will, a good website developed backends will have the ability to change the graphic you're using for mobile. So use the big one for a computer and then when the screen is this size, switch to this smaller graphic. Uh, if you have that ability, carousels will probably work for you. If you don't have that ability, um, it probably is not gonna work well on all devices. It's most commonly used today from what I'm seeing is either on a retail website and the products are going in front of you or it is a service-based company or a, or a high reputation company and it's uh, reviews swiping by. Those are much smaller and easier to get away with. You don't need a big fancy graphic. It's just you know a face, a name, and some words. Those usually work. Um, I don't think it's it's terrible i don't think you're going to lose any company using it so i don't have a negative view of them other than if you don't build it to work on all devices you got a problem gotcha so 
another follow-up question to that. When you were talking about using them for products and stuff like that, you're not thinking of having those be like the very first thing that you see when the page loads, correct? That's more like in the body information of the web page versus at the very top, like above the fold when it first loads in, or how does that how does that kind of look design wise? That's a really uh specific question that really depends on the the purpose statement of the website so a good example of a product-based carousel is amazon's homepage. you're going to see you're going to see products moving by but there's a difference between um a retailer that's out to make really uh good big purchases occasionally with their customers and companies that want repeat customers on the frequent so the customers that want repeat uh, buys constantly are companies like Amazon. So they're just throwing products in front of you at a set time. And they're probably logarithms built into those users. So they know who you are when you're on their page. And that's really advanced website building that the average small company probably will not be able to build out. So that carousel is prob I'm guessing, has user-specific data being built into it um i'm guessing i don't know specifically how amazon builds their their website oh with amazon it 100 is it's it's all cookie based yeah cookie based so cookie for those who don't know what cookies are cookies are the little things that are tracking what you're doing on the web <laughs> so when you land on their website they already know who you are and what products they think you'll buy and they want to start sliding them in front of you and they want that impulse buy but if you're not a company based on impulse buy and you're based on uh, larger occasional purchases, then you're not trying to imp- you're not there is no impulse buy. So gotcha. Interesting. Fascinating. Huh. Um so moving into our next question then I got for you. Um a lot of people want to use their websites to generate leads. Um I know a lot of the businesses that I've built websites for and that we've done um typically revolves around a a service and not necessarily an e-commerce product and they typically want to generate leads with that so what tool or tools um should be implemented on a website to generate leads yeah some companies don't they underestimate chatbots i think chatbots are pretty useful though they've been around for a while and a lot of people are starting to realize that it's the internet's version of the electronic sales call and you're not you know you're probably not getting a real person but i think they're worth having if you can make them look personal and get that client or customer to a real person as soon as you can so don't under don't underestimate a chatbot but don't use it in such a way that it just feels like you're going after the person and they just feel like they're someone's trying to sell something to them or they feel like this is just a fake computer Uh, Another way to go about it would be if the end goal of your page is contact information, then it's totally fine. Like I mentioned before, not every page needs to work like every other page. So your page doesn't need to have the the top of your website, doesn't need to have all those links on it. Some pages, so an example of this would be Arizona State University. They've got a, a landing page for every online degree they offer. They're a leader in online education. And those pages sometimes or often are built that to not let you go elsewhere on the website you've landed because you're looking into that degree and on the fold right away quickly at the beginning is contact form just name uh when you think you're going to attend email phone submit get more information so if that's the goal of the page 
then build the page that way and eliminate some other options so that people actually land on communicating with you. But if you're trying to lead generate and your contact us form is one of a dozen to two dozen things on the website, they're going to breeze past it. But you want to quickly develop value in whatever you're selling them, build value, and make it easy to contact you and not add fluff or busyness around it. Even consider taking away the top you know, links on the page and then build it so that when they're done with the form, it kicks them back to the home page or kicks them to a thank you page with those links. So that's something to consider. So it sounds like almost you're kind of creating a sales funnel for them to go down in essence and, and getting them into your bigger funnel that you have. Awesome. Well, um, Ben, thank you so much uh, for talking. I know we're going to be doing another episode with you um, talking about how to uh, make your website work for you. Um, but I know I've really enjoyed just hearing you talk specifically about like how you should be designing your website. Um, and I really enjoyed when you were talking about defining your purpose and your goal. Um, you know, oftentimes I know sometimes that can be a real struggle and, uh, it's always good to just evaluate those. So thank you so much, Ben. Sounds good. Um, if you are listening to this, please, and you found something of value in this, please uh, share this with someone you know. Um, we're always looking to want to be able to have other people benefit um, and be able to grow their businesses. Um, if you have any questions um, about digital marketing or specifically about designing your website, feel free to give us um, a shout and uh, we will contact you and uh, get connected with you. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day.